how many times do we get to celebrate 70 years of marriage? Isn't that awesome? Uh, many of you know Joe and, uh, and Doris Watson, uh, Watson and uh, even if you don't, they, they are, they're celebrating this afternoon from 1 to 3, and they're going to serve food. They want you to come. Um, and when you get there, I want you to do something for me. I've been thinking about this, and I even asked her, I said, Doris, 70 years, how'd you do it? It's Joe. So maybe you want to do the same thing. Just go up to her and say, Doris, how'd you do it? 70 years with Joe. But uh, it's, it's worth celebrating. Um, what a great couple, two pillars of the church. Um, the, the, their church family means the world to, world to them, and you're part of that family. So please feel free to, to come, and if you don't know them, introduce yourselves and let them know that you're part of their family. Well, we're uh, going to be looking the next two Sundays on a very minuscule and not very well-known piece of scripture in the Old Testament. It talks about a man, and, and he's only mentioned this one time in the Bible. His name is Jabez, and we're going to be looking at, at uh, what he has to say as we look at, at uh, going into new territory and expanding our horizons. Now, a lot of the Old Testament has to do with moving into new territory. The story of the people of God actually starts with a, a message, a, 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 a part of Scripture that actually was in its antiquity when it was placed in the Bible. It comes from Deuteronomy 26, and it starts this way. It starts the story of God's people, and it starts by saying, A wandering Aramean was my father. So even right from the very beginning, there was this expanding of territory, and then many of you will remember that Abraham was told by God to go to a place that I will show you. First there was the go command, and then later on I will show you where you're going. And then there's Moses who was told to, to, to go and to free the people of God from their bondage of slavery in Egypt. And then Joseph who was called by God to, to rise up and take the land for, for uh, uh, God and, and, his, and his people. And, and on and on goes the story. Each time new territory is gained, there is this opportunity that we have for inner growth and, and drawing closer to God. Now, Jabez, through his, through his commitment to God, was granted his request. That basically is what it says. But there is a message for us today in that piece of scripture. Now, as we go forward and as we look at new territory, we have a memory verse that some of you probably already know, at least the first part of it. It comes from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, but I've included 12 and 13 with it. And this is what it is. It's that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future. But then he goes on. I think this is tied to it, and it's important to see this. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So as we look at that, we come to our 
passage of scripture today, which comes from 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. And this is, this, is the, this is what the Bible has to say about Jabez. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and also to the hearing of this holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, speak to us through your holy word. Speak to us through this message. That it might be faithful to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> Some of you know that a few months ago I was at... Uh, an elementary school handing out some books for um, uh, Rotary. And it just so happened to be on Dr. Seuss's birthday. And so I was standing in front of the kids getting ready to hand out the books and one kid raised his hand and said, I said, called on him and said, he said, he said, you're Dr. Zeus. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Seuss. And then three other kids said, yes, you are. And I was really confused until the teacher ran up and showed me a picture of Dr. Seuss. I was looking, and I thought, I guess I am Dr. Seuss. <laughs> which, is, which is appropriate, because I have, ever since I was a kid, I've been fascinated with his writings. And every one year, I, I, I don't care how old you are, everyone here could have been fascinated with Dr. Seuss's writings as a kid. How many were? Remember? Quite a few. And the reason for that is that he wrote from 1937 up to 1990. Now, you know, that's, that's over 50 years, but, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't come easy for him. His very first book was rejected 26, 27 times. It took... 28 times before it got published. And then, and then after that publication, there became, there, there, there were 60 books. Now, who can, who can forget about Horton hearing a who? Right? And characters like Yertle the Turtle, the Lorax. How about Star-Bellied Sneeches? Did you remember that? Or how about the Cat and the Hat? Yeah. And then these, these places where anything can happen, like McElliot's Pool. And see if you can finish these names of books. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah. How about this? Green eggs and, you know, my son, Sam, Sam really got tired of that book. <laughs> you know, everybody kept coming up and asking him, do you like green eggs and ham? You know, he hated that. How about this one? Fox in Socks, yeah. Or How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He was known for some quotes that I, I love. One is, today you are you. That's truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. Don't you love that? So true. How about this one? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. 
Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I love this one. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better that's nice. About a year after he died, or a year before he died, he, he came out with a book that reminds me of this day, this day. The name of the book is, Oh, the Places You'll Go. And it's the ultimate gift for a graduate. If you're looking for a gift for a graduate, I recommend this book. Give it to them. Or it would be a good gift for anyone who is wanting to expand their territory in the world. Oh, the places you'll go. This is how it starts out. Congratulations. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head and you have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know. You are the one who will decide where to go. You see, it's all about expanding your territory. It's all about stretching your borders and boundaries. That's the gospel according to Dr. Seuss. And so today I want to... I wanna share with you the, the, the gospel according to Dr. Seuss and Jabez. You see, in the Old Testament, Jabez had this desire. He wanted to expand his territory, but he wanted to do it for God. He knew how to pray a bold and daring prayer. And his prayer can teach us a great deal about moving forward in life, moving forward as individuals, moving forward as a church. And it's, and it's a prayer for each graduate that's here today and for anyone who wants to expand their horizons in life. It's about ordinary people reaching out to an extraordinary God, seeking an extraordinary life. And you know, that's exactly what God wants for us. That's why we constantly come back to a scripture time and time again here at Christ Church. It's from John 10.10. 10. It's Jesus' words. He says, he said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, that they may have it abundantly. On May 24th of this year, we at Christ Church voted to expand our territory and to move onward into an extraordinary life that Jesus wants us to live. We're going to expand not just a building, but we're going to expand our ministries and ourselves in the hopes of reaching people who don't know Jesus yet. Now, how does that work? How can, how can we begin a journey that that will take us further than we thought we ever could go and, and help us to accomplish more than we ever thought we could. Those of you who have been around here for a while, Jerry and Judy will tell you, this has been a dream for 25 years. 25 years. And now that dream is going to become a reality. How does that happen? What can, what can we do to help that to happen? Well, let's turn back to Dr. Seuss. 
He says, when things start to happen, church, do you sense things are starting to happen? When things start to happen, don't worry, don't stew, just go right along, you'll start happening too. Oh, the places you'll go. You'll be on your way up. You'll be seeing great sights. You'll join the high flyers who soar to high heights. It's ordinary people doing extraordinary things because we have an extraordinary God who empowers us. Three things I want to point out to you today from Jabez. First of all is that we are called to live greatly for God. As ordinary as we are, we're called to live greatly for God. And we can see this in how it starts. Now, I, I should probably mention to you that this comes from First uh, Chronicles. And if you were to look, you might even want to turn to this. It's in a list of names. Chronological list of names in Chronicles 4. What that means is that there is a name after a name after a name after a name. This is where people who've decided to read the Bible, they do one of two things. They give up or they, they skim the names. In seminary, I was taught, Roger, don't preach from the list of names. It's deadly. People will kill you. Don't do it. You'll bore them to tears. Good advice. But when you look at this, you will see right in the middle of all these names, he comes to Jabez. And it's like the, the writer says, you know, I've got to say a little more about this guy than just mentioning his name. There's something special about Jabez. And so he writes a small biography. And it starts out this way. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable than others around him. Now that short sentence tells us a great deal about Jabez. He was willing to go the extra mile. He was willing to stay on the right path when tempted to go astray. And being human, I'm sure there were times that he went astray, but he got back on the path. He worked hard to do God's will. And because of that, he was more honorable than others. This, this isn't a grading on the curve. I don't want you to leave here and say, well, I'm better than he is. I, I wasn't going to... I want you to say, be as good as God is calling you to be. Jabez was more honorable than others. In other words, live greatly for God. Live greatly for God. Second, in, in this little biography of Jabez, we realize that life is not easy. Have you ever had a week that just wasn't your week? I just went through one of those. It happened a week ago Wednesday. I, it was before the prayer, prayer meeting. Uh, I decided to go out for a quick bike ride. And being kind of 
absent-minded at times. It was a little more quicker than it should have been because I was on my mountain bike and I went down into a gully and, and started back up. It was going way too fast. And the bike decided to stop immediately at the bottom of the gully. And I flew over the handlebars, face planted, blood all over my nose. Fun, fun, fun. So I'm still sore from it. Um, you know, stumbled into the church for the, 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 the prayer, prayer session with, you know, scraped up nose. I didn't stop there. Last week, you, you know that I was with my family for Memorial Day weekend, and, and I've described my family to you before as they're like the Duck Dynasty Robertsons without the beards and the money, okay? <laughs> That's my family. And we were in Indiana, and um, my brother and my nephew thought it would be brilliant to take Uncle Roger shooting with them. And, you know, I... I like guns, I just not that I, I just haven't done it very much. And and they said, We we're we're gonna teach you how to long range shoot. So they had me at three hundred yards and I couldn't hardly even see the target. But you know, they got these scopes on these guns and, and we were we were using a, a six point five millimeter millimeter creed mold. Aren't you impressed that I know that? I had to write that down so I'd be able to tell you. And, you know, you, you look through that scope and you can actually see the target. And they set these scopes up for your eyes. Well, apparently my vision through that scope is different than my brother's. And I had to get up real close to that scope to see the target. So I was looking through that scope and my eye was real close to that scope and I pulled the trigger. You know what happens when you pull the trigger of a 6.5 millimeter Creedmoor? That gun jumps back and bites you. And so if you see this little curve mark up here, it wasn't part of the accident. I had a bloody face two times in less than a week. I got blood going all over the place and my brother looks at me and says, you know, you're... You're not, you're not a, a long-range shooter until you've been tattooed by a scope. Well, I've been tattooed by a scope, folks. It gets worse. I'm over at my mom's house and, and decide to go out for a run. I'd already been out for a, a, a run before, a couple days before I go out. And all of a sudden, my knee goes wham, pain in my, I don't even know what I did, but I had to limp, I've been limping ever since. It was not a good week. <laughs> and those are just the light things in life. You know, sometimes serious things happen that just rock our world. Life is not easy. Jabez did not have an easy life. Let me, let me show you what I mean. In verse 9, starts out early. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, women, I know childbirth is bad and it hurts, but can you imagine it being so bad that you name your kid pain?
I'd like to introduce you to my son, Payne Perry. <laughs> That's what it means. That's what Jabez means. He was named Payne. But also, look in the text. At that time, it was the father who would name the child. But here it says that Jabez's mother named him, which probably means that the father was no longer in the picture. He must have died before the birth, which not only would have been a, uh, a, a difficult time for his mom, but then there would be years of possible poverty and struggling as the child would grow. Life is not easy for you or for me. It's, it's not. Life happens. But this is a secret, folks, that I want to share with you. And that, that secret is God has big plans for ordinary people like you and me. That's why we have the memory verse of Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Life's not easy, but God has given it. One more thing I want to share with you. And that is to pray bold prayers. Go ahead and ask. You know you want to. There are things in your life that you want to ask God about. Why don't you do them? Why don't you get specific in your prayers? You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that, that that building becomes a reality and we get it paid for in a very short period of time. Three million dollars. That's a bold prayer. That's a big prayer. What are you praying for in your life? Go ahead and ask. It's not my invitation, it's God's invitation. He has plans for us, big plans, a future and with a hope, and, and we need to, to do this to follow him and, and to ask. And this is, this is why I wanted to include that second part of Jeremiah 29 in verses 12 and, and 13. Then, he, this is God, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your What this means is that our strength comes from God. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Can we, can we live that kind of life, folks? With the understanding and the direction that we follow God. We do what he feels we, we are called to, uh, what he calls us to do, and we know that we can do all things through Christ, who, Christ who strengthens me. Now, when this has to do with Jabez, Jabez prayed the bold prayer. He cried out to the God of Israel. In other words, with all that he is, he is crying out to God in all seriousness. God, I want to I do big things for you. 
he puts it this way. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. It says, remember, it's just not that selfish. We already learned that he's more honorable than, than others. He, he actually is living for God. And he says, oh, God, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. I want to do more for you. Let your hand be with me and, and keep me from harm so that I, I will be free from, from pain. And then there's this short sentence at the end of that short biography. The writer says, and God granted his request. And God granted his request. Back to Dr. Hughes. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll pass the whole gang and you'll soon take the lead. Wherever you fly, you'll be the best of the best. Wherever you go, you'll, you will top the rest. And then comes this line. Except when you don't. Because sometimes you won't. And that's true. You know, we won't always be the best. We won't always be the brightest but we can be what God calls us to be and what he empowers us to be. And the gospel, according to Dr. Zeus, says, and will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three-quarter percent guaranteed. And then in big, bold letters, it says, kid, you'll move mountains. Hope. You'll move mountains. Courtney, you'll move mountains. The last part of the book I sort of changed. I put in, I put in, I put in our own names of our graduates. So be your name Banks, Bauman, Braden, or DeWitt, or Easton, or Perry, or Thompson, or Wells, or Wiedemann, or Winkle. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Don't you want that kind of, kind of future? I'd like every, every one of you to point to where the new building will be. That's your mountain. Dr. Seuss, the Gospel of Dr. Seuss, said, kids, you'll move mountains. Jesus says that too. He said, we can move mountains. That's your mountain. So, church, get on your way. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that not only do you help us to dream, you give us the strength and the empowerment to fulfill those dreams. Be with us now as we move forward for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's all stand together as we sing, and let's give thanks for this time that we've had together in the presence of the Lord. <laughs>